Hey there, welcome to the Night Force Action Report for August 29th, 2017. It's episode 42 from HorribleNight.com. I'm your host, Justin Lacey, here to look at the gaming headlines from the previous week. And to help me do that, as always, is Ryan Billingsley. Hey. And we've got a returning guest. And I guess, um, I was going to say, like, through, like, you know... All the uh, the fans clamored for his return, but I don't know if that's the case. But JB Buckner's here. Hey, everybody! <laughs> Started out so positive that I wanted. We down. like it or not? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks Once for coming again, back from the undisclosed location. Yeah, from the J Bunkner. The noisiest undisclosed location. The Buckner Bunker. It's just fun to say. Yeah. Um, you can catch this show live on Twitch TV slash Horrible Night on Monday nights at 10 Eastern. Uh, come join us in the chat, and we'll we'll hang out. We'll talk some video games, and then you can catch the show on the site on iTunes and SoundCloud on Tuesdays is when we post that every week. And uh, let's 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 get into it. But uh, with the stuff that's been going on around games, JB, what's up? What pops to mind? You know, I've no. been uh, no. For a long time, I struggled to get into the gym, and I started at this place that uh, what I found is I I like it a lot, and I couldn't figure out why I liked it, and I realized that I had actually turned it into a game. Oh, okay. So uh, it started with they they put a heart rate monitor on everybody, tell you based on how much you weigh and stuff, uh, the amount of calories that you burn. Is that Uh, like your level? Yeah, so you know, you can watch your heart rate go up. And, Hit points. Uh, yeah, and uh, started with I'm going to burn more calories than everybody else. That was easy because I weighed more than everyone else. So the next thing was I'm going to get five percent of all of the calorie burn in the entire place, and I've continued to progress through this to now I'm just competing with myself. And, so good. Yeah, you already maxed. Uh, you already maxed out. Well, no, I don't I mean. I'm Did you, when's the DLC come out? <laughs> I was gonna, have you done any? Have you done any story content or? or? No, not yet. You know, I'm still in beta at this point. Uh, but, That's the uh, worst metaphor. But let's keep dragging it. Out. <laughs> no, it, it, it's just interesting because today I was on the uh, the rower and uh, I actually got competitive with the guy next to me, and we were. He was Sonic the Hedgehog, actually. Yep, yep. Uh, so he was like we. They say a good measure for a, a, a tough pace is about 25 watts over your weight. Well, I ended up What's with a watt? What's what? a watt? A watt over a weight? Wattage. So when you're, when you're like, say... You Are you weigh, powering this gym? Is this some like pyramid scheme and you're really <laughs> no, no, providing no, no, electricity no, no. for them? Here we go. Okay. <laughs> say you weigh 200 pounds. Hamster 200, theory. 200 watts would be a solid push for you, right? And then they're like 225 watts. Dude, you're in too deep. You're using vocabulary we don't understand. The point I'm trying to make is that tonight I got 609 watts on the rower because it was a game because I wanted to, to do the best and I feel pretty good about that and uh, I just it 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 was very gamey to me so you guys can I think kiss you took my the ass. red pill I think you're in the matrix bro <laughs> <laughs> I'm just proud of him for like not like shilling for the place like. With extreme I talk details. about it enough at work. I don't need to talk about it here. Because the first I thought, don't know where you go, so apparently I don't listen to you at work. That's <laughs> true. Actually, you don't listen to me at work, but I don't have a lot of good things to say there, right? <laughs> but 
all all jokes aside, congratulations on generating the most wattages. <laughs> <laughs> I, that sounds awesome. I don't know what it, it be means, bad. though. I oh. appreciate the, uh, the the sentiment, even though none of it makes any sense to you guys. I'm proud that game, you're proud. Man. I'm winning. No, you are. I mean, yeah. you're you're win the hell out of that thing. You're absolutely right. Like there is something to um, forming new habits out of and trying to like break things down into game like milestones, and that seems to be what you're doing. And I've yeah. I've I've gone through the same thing with my running habits and whatever works and. Uh, whatever keeps you doing it is a good thing. So, yeah, yeah congrats and um, yeah, tell come tell more abstract stories anytime. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I I had a did a horrible night cast with Cole last week, which actually was real fun to get caught up with him on what we've been playing. And during the show, I kind of mentioned like I've gotten into this groove of um playing story games really heavy on the weekends and playing like lighter shorter games during the week and just not fighting it anymore and uh so i sat down this weekend with the full intent of diving deep into some games and i got i got real deep in just competitively playing the games i'm always playing like it still i just played a shit ton of rocket league out of nowhere like i play rocket league consistently but hadn't gone this heavy in a while and i don't know where it came from and i couldn't stop and when i did stop i just ended up playing another competitive game so there's just there's something going on right now that um i need like these short bursts of competitiveness and these like i don't know if it's like a a thing to just judge my performance really quickly and then like you said just i mean i want to get better or be able to see if i got worse and um Usually I'll take a break from that stuff, but for some reason this weekend I couldn't I couldn't take a break from it and I just it's like all I did on Saturday and I, I hadn't done that for a long time and I don't know where it came from. So do you, do you, did it work out? I think so. I I yeah, I set myself a a goal to finally get ranked in the mode I hadn't played in Rocket League and I did that and then and then now I'm able to play multiple modes instead of like when I'm searching for games, I'm not just searching in one mode anymore. I just have a couple open, and so it's it's a nice balance of playing uh, different game modes um, rather than just focusing on one and not burning myself out. I think that must have been the difference was because some I can only play one v one so for so long before I yeah. get on edge and yeah. uh, playing some team yeah so, and mixing in some team team based stuff. Uh, yeah, I think that must have broken it somehow. And then, like I said, then I was playing Quake Champions, and that was a way to mix it up. And it was just, it was nonstop for like five hours. It was, it was kind of crazy. <laughs> wow. Nice. What about you, Ryan? Well, I ended up um, over the past four days watching a lot more both traditional sports and esports than I did playing games. Um, one of them I'll talk about in the headliner, um, but I watched, um, <clears throat> I watched the Tottenham match. I watched uh, Formula One qualifying and oh, part of the race. I haven't gotten through the full race yet. Um, I watched like six or eight matches of the Universal Open Rocket League Championship, uh, <clears throat> and I watched some baseball in there at some point too. So. Yeah, I watched a lot of sports, and it's weird to watch traditional sports and esports mixed in together. It's kind of cool, uh, though. I don't it, know. No, it's <laughs> it's cool that they exist alongside each other. But man, watching 
watching a proper Premier League football match and then watching Rocket League, you're just like, this game is so fast. Like, everything is just happening so fast. Because Premier League's got, you know, it's got a methodical pace to it, and it's a it's just a bigger playing area. There's more room, there's more players. So things just don't move as chaotically as doubles in Rocket it's League. also real life, which doesn't happen as fast as a video game. But I don't know. Yeah, so, but Rocket League is just like, <clears throat> oh, there's something well, yeah. about doubles. It's like if you did two-on-two soccer and you made the arena like, half the size of a basketball gymnasium. <laughs> like, it's just, you're packing a lot in there. In a, in a four square court. Way. Yeah. Cause I mean, it takes two hits from these guys to send it. Yeah. You know, I mean like, like they'll like doing a legitimate pass, not just getting a lucky clear, but a legitimate pass and two hits. They'll have it from one end to the other. Um, so yeah, it's just interesting to see how those two things play against each other. And I like all of them. I like that. And we'll, we'll get into more, um, esports talk here in a bit but the one one thing that kind of stuck to me when i was talking about premier league was i i was headed down to uh to my parents place and uh i was waiting for the tottenham game to be over um and i and i know that they're not they're not soccer fans they don't know that i've been watching premier league in the in the last year and so i i was like i'm i'm sorry i'm late i was watching soccer was my was my catch them off guard kind of comment <laughs> and then I, uh my parents are actually uh season ticket holders for the indianapolis colts in the nfl and i just was going on about like how big of a commitment it is to watch an nfl game as far as how long it takes like if you're mm-hmm. watching it from home it's still a 3 to 4 hour commitment and um, if you go to the game, it's that's pretty much a full day commitment. Versus, I was like, yeah. I know a soccer game is going to be over in two hours, like yep. for, for better for worse. And um, but then that got me thinking about like you just mentioned Rocket League and like you know each of those games are eight to ten minutes, and then they do multiple rounds of those. And um, you talked about just like it not being real, but like I can't watch a Dota match because those are like forty five minutes long. But they mm-hmm. but then. If you start to look at it from that aspect, you you might be able to get into the ebbs and flows of that match, but it's still you know half the length of a a, a a basketball game or anything like that. And it's it's I wonder if there will be a place for longer esports matches. Is kind of kind of where I was headed, or if it'll yeah, only be the we, short short burst stuff that video games can offer. Coop and I jumped on uh, on Nil streaming Awesome Knots, and I felt my esports ADHD kick in big time because I'm like, why the hell isn't this over? Like, this, <laughs> this match should be done. This is taking way too long. Like, you do, you get used to that. Like, you get used to just, like, there needs to be a frenetic pace to those games. And, yeah, I'm right there with you with, with Dota and League. Like, they're just, they, I can't, I can't do it. But I, but I could see how you could, I guess, is also. Yeah, yeah. I think if you had a better understanding of the game and appreciated yeah. the strategy and stuff, you know, you could get into that. But I mean, it's like as somebody okay. coming from the outside trying to approach that. It is easier for me to watch uh, a Premier League game than it is for me to watch a Dota match. But at the same time, in the last couple of years, I made the leap with soccer to be like to understand the ebbs and the flows of a game that could be zero zero or zero one, and, and find excitement in the middle of It'd it. Be a good game, yeah. yeah. Um, and I couldn't always do that. So, um, whoa, Street Alchemist in the chat. There we get some newcomers. Oh. Shout out to Verdian and Nilmar as we get going here. Um, we'll come back to your esports stuff, Ryan. I want to. I want to start with real sports. Well, uh, my headline is actually video game sports, but um, there was an, a nice article on Waypoint, um, kind of talking about the buzz that 
the Madden NFL 18 story mode's been getting, and um, the future of what that means for EA and their sports titles. And it kind of got me thinking because um, FIFA 17 was a big hit on our site last year. Ryan, uh, Cole, and I got super into it uh, on the competitive level uh, with each other, at least. And but also because of that Alex Hunter story mode and just how good of a story it was and how the much journey. It, how much it hooked us right out of the gate. And I think when we started talking about FIFA 18 originally, like I was kind of like, I don't need any more Alex Hunter. I got my great story. I don't need that again because I have this fear that it won't be as good or it'll just be, you know, what's who cares about year two in the life of a of a pro, a pro athlete? Like that's. Yeah. You know, what the hell does oh, that mean? that sophomore slump, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, that's it. the journey to is coming to FIFA, and it's it's still Alex Hunter. It's not like a new story. But with the success of that, because, you know, a lot of North American gamers, you know, don't really realize that FIFA is EA's actual headliner, not Madden. But to, to see, like, a lot of these reviews I've been reading, reading of the Madden story mode are the same things we went through with FIFA 17 last year and like how, you know, maybe, maybe Madden's worth picking up just for the story mode, which is just a ridiculous sentence. And, mm-hmm. um, so, uh, waypoint kind of extrapolated on this. And I was kind of thinking, I was wondering what your guys' thoughts were for the future of sports games. Now that story modes are a thing. Do you think that story modes are here to stay? Is it something that should stay? Is it something you're interested in? Uh, JB, what's your like initial reaction hearing us talk about story modes in sports games? I mean, I think it's the right thing to do, but I think that it, obviously you're going to have to do a different person every year. You're going to have to do a different persona. I mean, there are so many different types of people. Like, make make one year be the crappiest person in the entire league. Do that. See how that goes. You know, like make one year be a kicker who ends up uh, swimming in the canal of of, uh, Indianapolis or something, you know, that has a, that has a certain crowd for it. Yeah. I might play that. I might play that mode. Yeah. Pat McAfee shout outs on this podcast. Yeah. I I mean, it's, it's tough because there aren't a lot of stories that yeah. can be interesting and you can only do it so many times, but I guess you could repeat it and of- just have it go a different route. Why are you excited about the journey to and more Alex Hunter, Ryan? Oh, cause I really enjoyed the first go around and honestly it, for me, it is a reason to spend money on a sports franchise on an annual basis because okay. otherwise, okay. There's no way I would buy FIFA 18 this year because I'm not even playing 17. Like I played it for a couple of months that we were we were really into it. And then, you know, it's not like I'm constantly playing it throughout the year. And so it's something that that I can get into and play through and complete. And and that's something that traditionally sports franchises didn't have. Like you either got really into a managerial mode, which I absolutely hate, or you are just playing through the season with like your favorite team, but like that only goes so far or you're getting competitive and you're playing in the tournament circles and that's never going to happen for me. Um, so it's like, this is like a thing that's like them trying to reach out to like the segment of gamers that I think traditionally have gotten passed over by these sports franchises and saying like, here's just a little bit more, like here's a little bit more incentive of why you will enjoy this game. And like, here's something more to reward you who enjoys the story. And, and, you know, like 
stories and sports are, I mean, they're, they're completely intertwined into each mm-hmm. other. I mean, that's why people really get into sports is because you have great stories around a franchise, around a particular player, around uh, some event. But like, you know, that's the thing that you talk about, like, oh, you know, I was there when the Cubs finally won the World Series after 108 years or whatever it was like, you know, that's part of sports, but games have not capitalized on that at all. Um, and I think it's as far as where it's going, I think it's only going to get more evolved. Like, like JB saying, like they need to do different stories. I think eventually they're going to want to get to a point where it's more like a Bioware game where as a player, you get to shape which way you're going to go. Like you can be the, the rebel star on the team and that that's going to have more of an impact. Like the journey started to do some of that stuff, but it was pretty weak about which way it was kind of like, are you going to be a dick? Or are you going to be a good guy? And like, it was pretty, pretty A or B for that. I think, I think if they spread it out more and give you more choices and um, have that effect, like team chemistry, have that effect, um, you know, how you interact with, with potential teams, you know, things like that. I think there's, there's tons of like RPG elements that they can add to these story modes and push that in a very, you know, interesting involved kind of way if they want to, if, if, if the market is saying that's where they should go. That's a good Couple point. thoughts. Go ahead. One, as long as they don't have somebody knocking someone out in an elevator that was, is their wife, I'm okay with the story. <laughs> yeah, that would be pretty that's, messed up. That's your, two, that's your one line. Two, if Major League Two, the movie starring Charlie Sheen, has taught us anything, is you can do a story mode twice and uh, <laughs> you know, have something be fairly successful. I mean, I don't expect the journey to to be some like groundbreaking story that's going to be total. Like, but you, but, but you, you're invested in Alex Hunter, so exactly. Well, I like Alex Hunter, and I'm right. curious to see where they're going to take that. But um, well, you did mention like, I, and I, I kind of said like FIFA was EA's really you know first big attempt at adding story modes to games. There's been other games that have tried uh, the 2K uh, basketball series has tried, and even got Spike Lee involved for mixed results um one of the one classic the stand the classic that stands out to me is uh nfl blitz the league or no bl- sorry <laughs> blitz the league <laughs> they didn't have the nfl uh license <laughs> for this and they you know they they who were they using they were using lawrence taylor for their story and just doing a bunch of stuff on juicing and just like just <laughs> the ridiculous football stories but um but but there was something different and more grounded and genuine about the the Alex Hunter story in FIFA, but it was also like I said EA's kind of first step in that direction. And I guess I, I before we started talking, I was assuming that's just going to be the template going forward. And it's probably the case that you know the Madden story and and I think they're applying it to uh, the NBA their the NBA Live game as well. But uh, that would be pretty similar in structure to the Alex mm-hmm. Hunter story. But but maybe the journey too gets to do more with it because they did, they tease those decisions and how it would affect the team. And maybe there will be more options and more endings to the journey too, because you're probably going to see it first in the FIFA games and then see that that rolled out into the, uh, the other games. So I, I guess I can't say, I know how deep they can go with this because I think if you're right, if they lean into more RPG aspects that that could blink, bring in a whole different player base too. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is a, you know, as long as they can still kind of, keep it grounded um 
Uh, but there are, you know, I started thinking about like, you know, how story centric the Olympics are. Like there are so many sports stories out there that yeah, my not, first, my first reaction absolutely. was that like how many unique stories can you tell? It's like, well, if you really get down to it on a player level, there's, you know, there's almost infinite, <laughs> uh, player stories that, um, that you can you can gravitate towards. So they probably would, won't run out of content this console generation, and maybe that's all they need. But I just I don't know if they if can they pull off an interesting story every year? Can they add significant features to it? Will that matter? Is it just about creating characters that we want to hang out with? I know I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, I think they definitely need to make sure that their the characters are interesting because when you get down to sports stories, a lot of them are a little repetitive over the years. But when you care about the people, like it, it seems new every time. Yeah. Which game do you think gets Kevin Costner first? <laughs> Tin Cup. I ho- actually, I was going to say I ho- the PGA. I haven't heard anything, and they don't—they don't have you know, they don't have the uh, the yeah, what, uh, the namesake anywhere. I mean, last it was last I heard it was Rory McIlroy, but they don't do a PGA game every year. But he was the last name associated. They were with doing that Tiger Woods game every I, year. I mean, if you right. want to do a story mode, you do Tiger Woods. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> I'll leave that guy alone. <laughs> no, I think the the interesting thing is going to be um, how does two K and how does um, I forget who the developer is for the show. On uh, PlayStation, just Sony, right? <laughs> yeah, it's Sony, but I think it's one of their studios. But yeah. anyway, um, you know, how do they react to this? Because like the show had, um, they sure. had a mode where basically you took on the role of one player and you played up through the minors in order to get draft or get uh, acquired by a major league team in the draft. But there was no story behind it, and and playing the show earlier in the year and then playing the journey later in the year just made the show's version of that seem all the more. Uh, empty and hollow and like why do i care about this this well, doesn't matter but that's so funny because that's what drew you to that game original like when you when you bought your playstation 4 like you were really really into that mode and that was the you know the create a player mode was what i was brought up on i remember like yeah. it really taking hold with nba live 95 for me to date myself but uh like just doing custom players um and Man, Cole and I had some NBA courtside battles on. Uh, was it the? I think that was the GameCube and not the sixty-four. But just like it was right at the turn of where you know you're getting polygonal characters and you could actually kind of make your likeness in the game and like in really kind of. I wanted to make me. I didn't want to play some preset character, which is what I thought would turn me off about Alex Hunter. Um, but now I, th- I think you're right. Going back to kind of a soulless, aimless, create a player mode that is just going through the motions and through the the seasonal milestones is. Uh, not as interesting, and um, there are more story hooks to be uh, made there. And even on the simpler level, uh, I've been talking up Behold the Kickman again the last couple of weeks because I kind of rediscovered it, and it has a story in it that almost mocks the journey. Like, and it's it it, it just like it it just has these generic you know sports moments in it that are very much poking fun at like, you know, uh, coaches and players giving the same speeches to the press and to each other and reacting the same way. But it's, there's something about charming about it just because you know that the, the developer behind the game doesn't actually like sports and uh, (laughs) it's just an accurate commentary on it, but it still works. And, um, it was just, it's been 
something really unexpected in video games that I guess I, you would assume this would have happened by now if it was going to happen, but uh, for whatever reason, it really hit home last year, and we're going to see it spread out to other games. And you know, I mean, I had my moment of like, if I wasn't getting FIFA 18, I might give Madden a try just for the, just to see the story mode because you know I also yeah. like playing a little football here and there. But um, but but it also comes down to. Yeah, I want to see Alex Hunter's story continue, and I've got peop- I've got friends playing FIFA 18, so that's going to be where I'm going to go. But I'll be curious how long EA can can keep this up. Yeah, so, JB, you're going to get any sports games this year? Well, maybe. <laughs> All right, I won't pre- I won't press you. I'll I'll make you buy other stuff. I'm sure he's going to get, he's going to get UFC 18. I mean, <laughs> is which is the going to be title. There? Uh, you know, yeah. and during all of this, the WWE games have lost their story mode. So that's the, the one that, yeah, the you one, know, the one well, that is centered around it. Back up. You made it this whole time without telling, telling us that they took out story mode for the last couple of years. Yeah. WWE. Yeah. The thing that is all used to have like a create a story mode and it was so good that people were running like fake promotions online on Twitch for it that people were, you know, loving these (laughs) fantasy matchups. Bullshit. And then they made made, I bet it won't work its way back. Yeah. It was basically when they made the leap to the new consoles, they had to start over and they're inching their way back. But it's just funny that uh, FIFA and Madden are ahead of WWE and video game storytelling. Well, part of that's going to be down to sales numbers and they can throw as much effort and work at FIFA as they can. And Madden's right there behind it. You know, I don't, I don't imagine the WWE series sells all that well. Not in comparison for sure. Uh, Let's jump to our supporting act. Ryan, what's your first story? Arms is getting a new fighter. Yes. That fighting game on the Switch that everybody is basically done with. Woo. Not my kids, though. We play it all gonna say, the time. Can we be? Can we not be the podcast that that downloads Arms? That game. Yeah, no, yeah. I Arms love is that good game. game. I love that game. I really do. It's. I played it tonight. It's super fun. I don't care. I don't care if it's got its quirks. Anyway, they're getting a new fighter. Um, she basically looks like a, a balloon animal nightmare come to life. Sounds about right. <laughs> he looks uh, but she's very, is that what this is? She's very candy colored. So, uh, you know, that's fun. Um, and her level is actually going to be like a candy and cookie themed arena. Um, so, you know, Nintendo's going to embrace their, their kid side and I'm all for it. But it looks cool. I'm glad they're still putting stuff out for it. Yeah. I don't know that the Nintendo console is made for kids, though. <laughs> I mean, it's it's in it's early access. It's made for us right now. Like yeah. it'll be for kids in in a year and a half. It'll be fine. Uh, I really I really want to see what Arms is in six months. I don't know what their DLC plans are for it, but um, I still think like it's a couple modes short of like a perfect game. Like there's a there's an awesome awesome game in there, but yeah. Uh, Nintendo didn't fully flesh it out, but I, I, yeah. if they keep patching it and maybe we get like a 1.5 or something next year, I feel like it's possible. Um, yeah. Arms, yeah. Is, Arms is a platform. I don't need an Arms 2. Just keep building it out. Like Same thing with Mario Kart and Smash Brothers and Splatoon, sure. Splatoon at this point. Just give me yeah. some major yearly release for this stuff, and I think... There's a fun base in all of those yeah. games. The replayability right now is limited. Yeah. But Nintendo will never do that, unfortunately. But um, I'm going to stick with wrestling get or get wrestling out of the way. Um, 
I had a lot of fun on Twitch this weekend, and some people did too, tracking down uh, non-video game content. Um, but I don't know if you guys knew this. There's been a couple wrestling promotions that are actually active on Twitch, some independent wrestling promotions. Uh, Wrestle Circus has a monthly show that you can subscribe to, um, and then there were some other s- smaller shows. But uh, but essentially, um, but there was a really big one this weekend um, called Triple Mania, which is uh, from the Triple A uh, wrestling promotion, which is Mexico's biggest biggest promotion, and they're like big event of the year was streaming live on Twitch this weekend. I didn't know about it until it was active and because it had some controversial story uh, that I won't get into. But it's interesting to see other content pop up on Twitch officially like this and then unofficially for people that were trying to find a way to watch the fight on Saturday night. So, Hmm. um, and which is also like really interesting to see like how Amazon can combat that kind of stuff and find like, you know, the legitimate promotions like this that are also trying to make money through uh, live streaming on this platform and then, you know, people taking advantage of their ability to stream stuff themselves that they shouldn't. But uh, I thought it was an interesting addition to Twitch. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that platform is just... Who knows what it's going to be in 6 to 12 months, you know, let alone a couple years down the road. But I I like that. I like that they're, they're constantly pushing that stuff out you want to talk about the thing that happened? No, you. I mean, I do, but you don't. Uh, we already have <laughs> enough fifteen-minute topics. I uh, just, just, f- sexy star is the fucking worst. That's all you need to know. It sounds like she's out. Yeah, don't, don't, don't break. Yeah, don't, don't hurt your uh, fellow co-star. In the ring on co-star, man. Like, yeah. come on. Anyway, no idea what you guys are talking about. <laughs> Ryan, change the subject. What you got? <laughs> Secret of Mana is getting a remake. And Com- it's coming out on PS4, Vita, and Steam. I'm going to look that up. I'm right going to pause for a moment just so we can let Cole finish his sc- scream. <laughs> uh, it is coming out February of next year. It is getting full voiceover. It is getting new music. It is going to have... Local multiplayer, which I imagine is co-op, but who yeah. even knows with them? Did you not play Secret of Mana? I did. I you did not because I did not have a Super local, Nintendo. Regular Secret of Mana has local multiplayer. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, however you want to define local multiplayer is pretty broad. Okay. Because it, it wasn't like like local multiplayer could be like device to device. Okay. As okay. well as two controllers. Okay. That's what you. I'm saying. Like, okay. Like they're 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 being very vague about what. Oh no! Yeah. I, for some reason, I just assumed it was the multiplayer that Secret of Mana has always had of just. Like, oh yeah. No. On the same. Because originally they were saying there was online multiplayer, and then they had to scale yeah, it back. So. Which yeah, I don't know how that works on the Vita. You're right. Like as far as. Can I? Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, interesting. It is coming on PC, but it is, they have not announced anything about the Switch. Which um, hmm. I don't know. For me, I was just like, if it's coming on Vita, like surely you'd put it out on the Switch as well. Yeah, but Square seems... Enix and they suck. And uh, <laughs> so this, have a deal I mean, this isn't a new game. They're just making it modern. Yeah, it's they're a doing a complete remake of the first game. It's got polygonal graphics and uh, looks, that's they're hit or miss. Hit okay. or miss, depending on what you think, but. But Secret Man is a fucking great game. So man, that's one of the best, best all time. 
It's been abandoned it's for too so long. Good. Yeah. Um. Oh man, I'm gonna put up a uh, game curious this week of Darkwood, um, which is a top-down horror roguelike game. I had my doubts on whether it was going to be able to be like a horror game from that perspective, but it's super atmospheric and uh, gave me some jump scares and it's overall creepy. So thumbs up on the horror side of things. But um, the developers behind this game, uh, Acid Wizard Studios, fantastic name, by the way, Um, they just put Darkwood up on Pirate Bay. Uh, for players who can't afford it. And they kind of had a message that they would rather, if you can't afford this game, here's like a safe torrent of the latest version of it. Play it here. Don't buy it through a key reseller. So Mm -hmm. it was kind of the attack on how some of those dirty sites are kind of screwing over any developers and that they'd rather give their game away for free than support this business model and these guys continue to rip off uh, more and more developers. So it's a very interesting message that you can uh, imagine was well received by players and fans. But uh, uh, I can I can stand by that. So if you like horror games, uh, Darkwood's pretty interesting and worth checking out. So um, hmm. yeah, it's a it's a interesting move. I hadn't heard Pirate, uh, Pirate Bay for a while. So in the news, yeah. Yeah. that's pretty bold. Yeah. I mean, that's it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, this is kind of related, but I was listening to uh, podcasts this weekend, just talking about like they're actually talking about Double Fine, and and I think this was I think this was on the Beastcast, but uh, uh, talking about Double Fine a couple years ago, and people were you know trying to figure out you know how can I support how can I support Double Fine? I'm a huge Awesome Knots fan. How can I how can I support uh, Double Fine? And at that point, Double Fine didn't own any of the rights to Awesome Knots. And, or, and awesome knots, not awesome knots. Psycho knots, excuse me. Oh, okay. <laughs> and um, and you know they weren't saying go buy the game. There, uh, Tim Schafer was basically saying, you know, go play the game wherever you can find it, however you get it. I don't care, but you know, buy a T-shirt from our site. Well, you can support us directly that that way. But we're uh, we're not getting money from like cheaply sold versions of this game anymore. And um, yeah, so there's it's interesting to see developers embrace people just just play our game that's going to be better for us than uh trying to make you jump through hoops to play it yeah i wouldn't play a horror game because i uh, hate yeah being scared and i don't sleep well when i play them but uh if they got good shirts i would definitely buy one of those <laughs> get your good dark wood shirt yeah, it's basically indie game developers are going through the same stuff that bands have gone through for decades now, which is we don't really care if you buy our album. We want you to listen to our music. But Come buy our t-shirt buy or show. That's all we make money off of. It's a good point. Album sales mean nothing. I I didn't check to see if Acid Wizard sh- is is selling uh, Darkwood mer- merch yet, but that might you might be oh, onto something there. So now what I really want to see is game developers going on tour like a band and you know checking into the little places and having some sort of a gaming event where you can buy tickets for well there was so the the indie mega booth that is just a shit show but full of crazy awesome games at pax they now have a van where they tour and show off their packages of of indie games and maybe yeah i think yeah let's go let's go gorilla with this stuff very nice. Right. Uh, Destiny, uh, Destiny 2 beta, I think, 
technically I can play it after the show tonight. Uh, it is live for those who pre-purchase. Open beta starts tomorrow. PC open beta, yeah. PC open beta, yes. Thank you. Um, but um, one of the creative directors from the team has announced that they have gotten rid of one of the most annoying, dumb things in Destiny 2 which was having to put on all of your highest level gear every time you traded in engrams <laughs> so that you made sure you got the best engrams. They are now going to graciously calculate that out for you instead of making you jump through that hoop every single time, which is totally one of those things that's like, why? Why is this just now this is happening? Like, why did it take a sequel in order for you to fix what clearly was a broken system? But. I mean, I'm almost surprised it didn't get fixed before that that last expansion because I remember that and coming back to Taken King and just oh, before Rise of Iron, yeah, just being like some archaic thing in this game that is so obvious and painful. Of, I mean, I, I'm gonna be uh, you know kind of negative here, but um, it worries me that they're touting this in any way. <laughs> like, uh, like it, it almost. Comment on okay. Twitter. So okay. It's not like they put out like a press release. Okay. Like, Look like, what we did. Uh, no, I don't think it's going to be that big. But because um, I, I want to find a bunch of like small quality life improvements that they don't make a big deal out of, but that are actually a huge deal like this. That mm-hmm. are just like, you know, Bungie. You get me. You get what's been been my issue. So yeah, yeah. Just just to know that they listen would be great. But you know, I. No, I no. have a different perspective from Destiny than you guys. Uh, I'm not sure I'm excited about this game yet because when I came into it, you guys were all max level. And so the only gameplay I know is you guys running me through all the levels. And uh, I don't even know what the hell you're talking about <laughs> because I was just like trailing behind like, okay, I don't understand what's happening here. But I, I, I had a max level character at one point. Was it more or less confusing than my sp- when I was speed running you through Diablo three? Oh my gosh, man! So much chaos, <laughs> so that's, much chaos. That's pretty much where you jumped in, though. Yeah, it's not the really to play it more than I did Destiny because Destiny seemed boring. So I'm hoping that that's not the case for Destiny two. Yeah, no, this is my perspective. I understand that I am not coming from the same place you guys are, where you had it from the beginning. Because I, I didn't have it from the beginning. Okay, well, you still you still managed to run through it on your own, though, right? Yeah, he works. Yeah. Story yeah. mode, yeah. Games. I do too, I do but like, yeah, well, <laughs> well, I'm just JB. There's no pressure. You just oh, need to, no to get this game on the same day one that we all do, so we can all right. run through it at the same right. time. Right. Or you can get a month later and be completely. I behind fully and- believe that you guys are going to play this one full time, unlike many of the no. other games. This is no, this, 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 play it all together. So Destiny Two I, is just what I refer to as October. October. Okay. It's all of October. <laughs> Think about this. Think about JB. If you had not played with us from the beginning with the division, and you had jump, jumped in after we've been playing for like six months, like yeah. you enjoyed the division when we all played it together from the beginning. Yep. Yep. You, I, you, I think you will enjoy Destiny too. Okay, I, I'm sure that Destiny. I will because I, I, there were things that I enjoyed about Destiny. The uh, guns are great. Uh, the guns are great. <laughs> Killing things was great. Now it got a little bit repetitive, but I think this is it, it should be a good apparently. Game. Apparently, Destiny Two is touting that 
or, or people are saying there is more crap to do in this game than there has ever been crap to do in another Destiny game. Well, there's uh, only there, been one. There's always been shit that's to joke. There's always been that's, shit to do, that's though. That's the joke that you just <laughs> shit all over. Well, it wasn't a very good one. So. That's the point. It's a bad joke. If you watch the presser, that's what they kept saying. There's okay. more stuff to do in this game than any other Destiny game that's come before right. it. Like, all right, well, I missed there's that. There's only been one other one. I missed the press conference. This is the no, you missed the Destiny joke game that we have ever made. This yes. is the best. Des- this is the <laughs> best game. This is one of the two, two biggest, least. yeah, top two Destiny game of all time. Of all time. <laughs> yeah. All right. We'll we'll talk plenty of Destiny two this year. I'm sure. Um, let's see. In the news of VR, virtual reality, um, there's a report on Gama Sutra via Bloomberg. Uh, the HTZ, HTZ, H, that actually sounds cooler. HTC uh, might be selling off its Vive virtual reality division. Um, it's a big deal. Yeah, there's some rumors they've been talking with Google, and some they're just exploring options. They dropped the price of the Vive, and obviously, you know, VR isn't. Uh, it's it's got a much longer tail than I think people expected, and um, you know, it's going to be an interesting ride out there. I was, I, I was honestly surprised when HT showed up. And HTC showed up in the space, you know, and had Valve's assistance there. Uh, I know Microsoft kind of had some news this week that you know their uh, their MR devices are going to are going to work out of the box with Steam. So uh, Microsoft's getting that space a little bit, and I know Oculus is kind of. It seems like they're on the verge of announcing, uh, you know, a wireless version of the Oculus Rift that's a little bit more powerful and that sort of thing. And Vive hasn't really said what their next steps are, so it looks like they're evaluating things. Nothing concrete, but um, yeah, when they threw out that, you know, they've been talking with Google and other companies. I'll be, I'll be curious where that, where that division lies, because for all intents and purposes, the Vive was a pretty solid uh, piece of hardware. It's just. We're still waiting on the software to give us a reason to buy that hardware. Yeah. Who? I mean, who? Who would you want to buy this? Google is the most boring company of all of the options that I can think of. But who would you want to to break into that arena? Palmer Lucky. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Rises from the grave. <laughs> And Sony for uses real. Vive as a propaganda device. Sony for real. Why would Sony buy a VR division when they have one of their own? Because it sucks, right? Get a real one. It's the entry yeah, level. People that like it. It's the entry uh, level, the but then you one. get the next step up. They don't need, but I don't think they'd reinvest in it. They're. They don't think that there's a marketplace for that, and clearly, if HTC is looking to sell off their division, there I don't isn't. Think so either. Right, that's fair. I mean, what I Sam- Samsung? Samsung might be. Yeah, I could, I could see them doing it. I don't think that's. A good but they've thing. got. But they've got. With yeah, they've got deals with Oculus with the gear stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, that's true. What other device? Apple. I'm thinking more like just Valve buy it outright mm-hmm. and like really. Just yeah, I can see them doing that. Yeah. Yep. They they keep making yeah they got money to burn. Halo three. They're not spending money on game development, Half-Life so 3, spend mean. some money on some hardware development some, somewhere. Half Life three. Yeah, comes with free knives. <laughs> uh, knives, all kinds of knives. I need to show you. Gabe, Gabe has something to show you. JB. Uh, <laughs> next up, Ryan. 
Um, so there was a story that came out, and I'm going to make sure I want to get the name right. It's a Switch game called Infinite Mini Golf, which is just it seems like the most like harmless title that you've never even heard of on the Switch Nintendo eShop. But it recently got pulled down because their ESRB rating got changed. It was E for everyone, and it got changed to uh, teen. Um, and people were trying to figure out what in the world had happened. Like, why all of a sudden was the rating changed? Because it's a mini golf game. Like, what Nerdy. what could possibly be bad about it? So it turns out, um, and this is this is a story I got from Kotaku. Um, they found that there's this one scene in one level where you're getting ready to tee off and it's basically like a classic big room and you're a little person like like rats and sigib kind of style there's a dildo isn't there no there's a poster on the back wall of this room that's got like this giant like demon looking guy holding a cigar and he's got a bunch of naked chicks is like around his groinal region uh (laughs) and apparently somebody finally caught that that was in the game and they kicked it up to teen which okay first of all why the hell would you put this poster in this game like super what place. developer threw this in there because they're awesome. like oh this is hilarious yeah but like like you're you're already not like anything on the eShop, and now you're pulled of it and you're losing sales because some idiot put this poster on the wall and apparently they are removing it for the Switch version, but it is still in the PS4 and Xbox One versions, which are teen-rated titles. But they were teen-rated already, right? Yeah, I think so. I so think they're always somebody rated. caught it on the other platforms. But basically, basically Nintendo finally noticed it and they fixed the fixed the glitch. If you will, that is that is really rant. It's it, yeah. My first reaction was that doesn't need to be the, in the game in general. Why? Why bump up your Tom rating? Cruise on your 404 page. I was gonna say, yeah. like, if you're gonna go, if you're gonna go teen rated, then you might as well put some more content in there. Yeah, like, do something awesome, like not just some random poster that people weren't even noticing was there. Make some outlaw golf too. Actually, I think that was M rated. Um, we talked about Crackdown Three getting delayed last week, um, but uh, Xbox wasn't done talking about uh, Crackdown Three because apparently they've. Uh, one of their executives has actually admitted that, you know, maybe they announced Crackdown three too early, and I was like, you know, I wasn't too, it wasn't too early. Like, you know, I thought they announced it in 2016. I thought it was like your typical, you know, you get two three two e threes under your belt. The second one being your, you know, right going your prior to launch e three, and then it just got delayed to the spring of next year. Not not too uh, out of the ordinary, but I forgot. They actually announced this back in E3 2014. So it's going to be four years after it debuts is when it's going to come out. And, wow. Perfect. Uh, yeah, because they, they, I remember them actually touting that, um, touting their cloud computing for multiplayer for this to be able to generate, to calculate the physics of all the world destruction that happens in this game, all the, like, you know, destructible environmental environment stuff. Uh, so, oh, yeah, because they were talking about Azure and, like, uh-huh. they're going to leverage all that stuff. I remember that. So they 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 brought it up then, and, yeah, that, that that's a bit early. And uh, I'm actually, I'm still happy they're not rushing this game out, but I'm not confident it'll still, that, you know, six months is going to fix this thing either because uh, Crackdown is a tough sell in 2017. Like I, I enjoyed um, 
crack crackdowns crackdown one's quirks uh, at the time and it still even felt dated but i also got you know was it halo 4 or halo 3 access at the time so uh, by playing it and uh i don't know after agents of mayhem and i still have my reservations about you know whether you can do more saints rose games and, and crackdowns very much in that style that i i don't i think crackdown 3's problems might be a little too big for six months to fix and uh hopefully they prove me wrong but um you know, Microsoft just basically said, you know, we're going to be a little bit more careful about when we announce these games and, and not try to have so much of a delay from announcement to actual release of the game. That makes sense. <laughs> it's a long time. I, I, I just feel like they really needed some game that they really wanted to talk about with the One X, uh, the One X coming <laughs> out. Um, the One X. And yeah, it wasn't ready. And that's. I don't know. I, I'm just I, I'm so worried for them. Like like I'm a big I'm rooting for Microsoft. Like I want them to keep doing well because I want a healthy ecosystem with many hardware manufacturers because that's good for all of us. Um, and I'm just worried about this this One X release. I don't think it's going to go that well. And um, I just want them. I want them to keep doing well. I do. Even though I don't own one and have no intention of buying a, an Xbox anytime soon, we'll be um, fine with Sea of Thieves. Oh my, my goodness! Kids I love can't. the Xbox. Wait, <laughs> Your what? Kid? My kids, they love the Xbox. Oh really? Oh my gosh! They love it's Minecraft. Got games, man. Oh, they play Rocket League too, don't they? I don't play games on it because, you know. Do you have an Xbox One? Xbox. I do. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, because we 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 to, we talked Tomb Raider. I yep. That. Okay. That was a good game. Yeah. It's yeah, one, it's one release. Never got into it. I just Forza. Aaron loves Forza. Sure, we'll, sure. We'll talk Horizon Three in a week for him. All right. Yeah. Yeah. That works. Um, that a the, I just want them to get away from hinging all their bets on Xbox One X, and they they've kind of already softened that a little bit. But I just don't want them to pretend that this holiday is going to be a big deal for them. I but I hope they have something up their sleeve for next year. But I hope that coming into they this won't. year. So, um. <laughs> Microsoft doesn't because have their shit together. Halo Halo Six isn't going to be the fix either. So, um, yeah, I'm really curious what their what 2018 has in store for the Xbox. Yeah. Let's uh, go to your headliner, Ryan. Oh man, I have so many words to say about the first Player Unknown's Battlegrounds Invitational at GamesCon 2017. So, if you don't know, uh. They held their first um, competition with a prize pool for Battlegrounds um, in Germany over four days. So it started, I don't know, four or three days. I think it was four days. Yeah, it was because they have four different events. Um, So I think it was Wednesday to Saturday was when the the Invitational went on. So every it was basically every night in Germany. um, It was like 10 o'clock in the morning for us. um, They would do a tournament. and they had four different formats. So the first night was solos. The second night was duos. The third night was duos person. And then the final night was um, squads. And the really the way they did it is they invited teams of four. And those teams of four got to play in all four events. Um, they broke up for solos. They paired off for duos and then obviously played together as a squad. And then they also had qualifiers that they were having at GamesCon. So if you were there on the floor, you could go play in qualifiers 
and then a couple of teams got in through that way as well. Um, the event was being um, broadcasted by ESL. Um, ESL does lots of esports stuff across a multitude of games. Um, so they brought in their their team. So they had their two commentators, and then they had their man on the floor doing interviews. Um, so. Um, we're going to dig into this, right? No, I, I want, I want to start positive because <laughs> oh. there's a lot of criticism that I have about this thing that I can say, <laughs> but I want to say this is the most fun I've had watching esports. period. I, I, that's a fair love, statement. I loved the hell out of it for four days. I, I was like there at 10 o'clock every single day watching it. And I just, and the really, reason was the commentators. It wasn't just that. I enjoy that game a lot, and I enjoyed I enjoyed seeing really good players play that game and and seeing how different backgrounds. So a lot of these teams were made up of either former or current CS:GO players, a lot of Call of Duty players, and then a lot of H1Z1 and other survival battle royale kind of games. And it was really interesting to see how those two. Um, played very differently and and you know obviously the csgo players really wanted first person like that was their jam because they're good at it and you know you could see them doing all of their their different mechanics that they employ like their their peaks their their wide peaks like they do a lot of things in that game um that if you watch a csgo competition you'll see them do as well um whereas the h1c1 players <laughs> Sorry, you just used a term I'd never heard before. Why peaks? peaks? Yeah, you never see them like do that. Like they'll move back and forth a lot. Uh, like, yeah, yeah, and they'll do it on an angle, so they'll keep like trying to like yeah. look wider and come back. And it's crazy. I mean, it's crazy to watch them play. Um, the H one Z one guys were always playing the circle. Like they they always knew where the circle was, where the fast side was, where the slow side was. And where people were going to get compressed from, and like and they could just really keep that in their heads. There's a circle in H1Z1, right? Um, I think there was a battle royale mod that came out for H1Z1 um, at some point. Yeah, player unknown made it. Yeah, all, all of them have had these, but yeah, okay. there was there was a, a battle royale mode for it, so they played that a lot and knew okay. that mode. Okay. Um. But yeah, I mean, like there were some battles at the end that were just absolutely fantastic. Um, there was some hilarious battlegrounds esque kills. Like there was one person who was driving a motorcycle and just totally flipped it and threw herself down a hill and died. And it was just like, yep, that's this game. Like that happens exactly to you. Right. <laughs> um, there was one great one where uh, somebody was in the water and somebody else had gotten in a boat and was driving away and they quickly climbed into the back of another boat and then ripped shots off at that person and actually killed them. Uh, so just some great play, some, some great strategy that was employed. Um, so yeah, it overall, I really enjoyed it. Now that being said, there were some serious, serious problems. Are we digging in now? With how the invitational happened. So is it, is it happening before, now? before I, before I go, too uh too negative i do want to say and jb kind of said this as well uh uh lauren scott or lauren pansy scott and um i forget sim's first name uh the two commentators that the esl brought in were were the best that i have ever heard in an esports game uh, i would listen to them to like commentate me taking a shower like uh, 
they were they were informed. I would I would not do that. <laughs> <laughs> they were super informative. They were funny. Uh, especially Lauren Scott was just ripping players. Like when they wouldn't make shots, like she'd just be like, you have to make those shots. Like, what are you doing right now? Like called them out. He was fantastic. And they had to do so much heavy lifting throughout these four days that I, I cannot give them enough props. Because, because production (laughs) was a shit show. Yeah. It was a shit show. Like I don't, there was I don't no other know. way to describe that. I don't know who was responsible for what. I knew ESL provided the commentators. I knew that ESL was doing the on the floor interview stuff. I knew that that was all ESL production stuff. Now, as far as in game while they're playing, I don't. I got the feeling that that was not ESL in control of that. I got the feeling that Blue Hole was the one that was in control of that, and. Um, my goodness, it could not have gone worse. Um, so it didn't I didn't feel I, like it was the same team. Like it felt like they were talking over somebody else bringing the broadcast and we're just expecting them to change what was going to happen based on what they were saying. So and it didn't happen. So I'm used to that idea because I watch a lot of Formula One. And the way that Formula One works is that Formula One, F1, um, they actually have a media group that's called FOM. Um, FOM is the one that films the races. So they control what you see on camera at all times. That's that's They hold the rights to that, and they're the ones that do that. They give that feed to commentators, and then commentators will commentate over whatever they get. So they don't have any control of what car they're looking at, what team they're looking at. They just commentate on what they see. What you're saying is the Europeans have it wrong. I, I, you know, I don't know how else you would do it though, because I mean, the problem is like if you're having multiple, have people, them all like, on the same team. That's how you do it. What do I you mean? mean have them all on the same like team? when Monday Night Football, when the guy says, "Let's go look at this thing." And they switch to the thing that he's talking about. It's because they're all on the same team. They're all on the same feed. Yeah, that's they because football all do it together. Boring as shit and only popular here in America. Formula One is popular all over the globe. So I'm it's not, not just U.S. commentators. It's English commentators. It's Australian commentators. It's South African commentators. Like right. You can't have all of them having control over the feed. Because but all in this case, there was thing. one set of commentators, much like NFL football. No, that's not like true. Monday night. So, so they were the only commentators, but the right. broadcast was being put out to multiple different sites. And so, so the way that Blue Hole was doing it is they had agreements. Like Mixer was a huge, huge, uh, uh, what's the freaking word? Um, sponsor. They were a big sponsor of the event. So like they had stuff out on Mixer. They had stuff out on Twitch. They had stuff out on a whole host of different sites. And so in theory, anybody could do what ESL was doing as far as commentator goes. But they, but had, they weren't. They had one person in control of the commentation commentators. They had one. Sorry. They had a group of commentators that was official. Right. Those two people were in the building and were specifically there for the show. Yeah. 
So when they said, let's move off of these assholes swimming in the water for 20 minutes and it didn't happen. <laughs> like th- that should have happened, right? They, okay. So I'm, I'm going to try something crazy yeah. here. So don't talk cause it's going to come through, but I'm just going to play this really quick. Yeah. Can you hear that? Nope. No. Nope. Still Too bad. Don't. Still don't. Oh. don't, don't. And they've there it is, there it is. traded positions. Oh, sweet mother of God. Give us the map. We'll, we'll take the map. Oh. We'll. All the perspectives. So, here's, here's another clip. He's a bit of a bother. He's got a player behind, player in front. He can't hide himself from both. And right now he's switched on to someone else. I'm not sure why. As Mole Man did find him, he did get it done. Even though his HP was so low, you expect it from him. So you can hear, you can hear Lauren Scott saying in that clip, we switched to somebody else. I'm not sure why. Like, that was every single game that they played. Every single game. They would switch to the map at the minute that a big firefight was about to break out and people are engaging with each other. They would switch to some guy laying prone on top of a roof, literally doing nothing when there are two teams that are about to face off. It was infuriating. I mean, like... Even Justin, who hates this game with a passion, would do a better job of being like, we should probably stay with this. This seems interesting. I don't know. Like, they seemed like they hated the game so much <laughs> that they were like, you won't get to see any good moments. Uh, and we're taking you all away from you. You and should then, use and me then, instead because Justin understands how uh, video production works. <laughs> and yeah, <layout>. video production. <laughs> um, yeah, I... Uh, you're making it sound like they're they were almost it was so bad that it almost was on purpose like you almost started wondering if they were trying to f- fuck with the commentators or <laughs> or something it's, else but i mean I, I, I don't i don't think it was i'm not going to give them that I, much credit like i think they really were that bad at at what they were doing it truly um, was incompetence so and i get that it was their first time but that's not an excuse yeah I think from your guys' reactions, and I actually haven't I haven't read anything else online. It was actually I remember seeing a lot of announcements that the invitation was happening, but I didn't see I there might have been like after day two, maybe there were some highlight clips going around or some buzz, but uh wasn't seeing it in my feed like on a daily basis or anything like that. But what I will say is from your reaction and um the fact that I didn't see negative reactions um, you didn't. It, it sounds like it went a lot better than I would have expected because when they announced it, I was just like, I know how long it took Dota 2 to have like the type of tools built into the game so that could, they could do commentary on the level that they can pull it off now. Like the just the amount of options that they have and the fact that, you know, the way that players can interact with replays or watch things live on that in that game and Mm -hmm. also like after two years of doing this where rocket league is at those are my realms of comparison um and early access game what this game's been out three months four months something like that there's no fucking way they have broadcast tools that are worth a shit uh, built into this game yet and I was really worried that, like, this might actually curb your momentum if this goes sideways. Because also, you're doing it at Gamescom, which, for all intents and purposes, is a huge fucking show, but also kind of a shit show. 
that yeah. it could it could go real bad, and it didn't go bad in the in, in that way. Like there were, I know there were stories about like you know some some questionable endings and some some stream sniping and uh, was it stream yep. sniping? Yeah, okay. Yep. Um, there was a guy. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, but in the end, you guys came out with a few players that you're you're already fans of, and you want to see more. And honestly, like you just the clips that you uh, you played, that the commentators know their shit and like seemed yeah. entertaining. And on top yeah, of it, when sure. they could control it, so t- to me, this is this was the early access invitational. Like this is laying the groundwork that I didn't know if uh, battle royale mode is an eSport, if it's a watchable competitive thing, when you compare it on the level of like what Counter-Strike's doing and what other first-person shooters are doing out there, is there mm-hmm. space for this? I know that it's a fun game to play with your friends, and it's a phenomenon and all of that, but is it is it going to have legs as an eSport? I don't know. Like, it, Was it more about stories of dumb things happening than competitive things happening? And no, It sounds yeah. like there's a lot of promise here. Yeah, the competitive play was was exceptional. I mean, it was really great to watch people who are just very and good. I and I really like your 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 take on it's going to bring in some Counter Strike Go players. It's going to bring in some H one Z one Arma players that are they're they're going to play a different style of of game, and it's going to have that that hybrid player is going to be a different type of uh, skillful esports player than than the other shooters that are out there. So there might be space for this game. Yeah, definitely. You know, Ryan and I, uh, we talked about this a couple of days ago. That there's one guy who, he really is a character, uh, Dr. Disrespect. And he he thinks this game is, is just here as long as there is space for it. The second that there's another game that does what it does, it's going to be replaced. And uh, I, I'd be curious to hear whether or not he thinks that that's going to be true or not, because it, it, it's got some things to it that are new and innovative, but it, it's also still, as people play it, it's still kind of broken. It's not done. Like I did. It's not, I mean, I mean the story. Could, this story for this game. Really that broken though. The story. The, the story for this game is barely started. Like okay. it's like this is an amazing summer for it, but I'm really curious I mean, to see what types of legs it has. It will have legs. I I have no doubt that this game will continue to be a huge success. But I don't know in with what what part of its audience na- that's playing it right now, which one will really continue to carry it through and uh, I don't I don't think I don't think there's going to be another in the next couple of years there're going to be a lot of battle royale modes out there on different games are going to be add on I mean Call of Duty's going to have one Battlefield's going to have one that kind of that kind of stuff and then you're going to have new offshoots but I I think this is the one that's going to stick at least for the next few years because they've tried this mode in other games and there's a reason that it's coming together right now for this so I think in that regard you know, I disagree with Doctor Disrespect in that I I think this this game has the perfect overlap for the types of players that it's attracting, and it people do kind of love it for its jankiness at times, and if they completely polish it, it might even break the experience. And uh, and then that's what you're going to see these next games that either try to go too perfect with it or go too stupid with it, and you're going to find out the battlegrounds might be the perfect mix. Yeah, I, I mean, hate, first I of all, I will say you have to remember that Doctor Disrespect is a character. 
He definitely and then, is. And then he exaggerates everything that he says. And and he may not keep playing this game and he may not like it. That's not an indictment of of Battlegrounds. Like him being a very popular Battlegrounds streamer has more to do with the character that he is than the game that he's playing. And if he decides to stop playing Battlegrounds, that doesn't mean Battlegrounds is going to stop being popular. Uh, and you saw that because neither him nor any of the the big streamers that people were pointing out played in the Invitational. And and I would say but it was the question because is, of that. Do you think that it's because they didn't accept the invitation or because they didn't get one? I'm assuming. No, they were I'm invited. Ass- I'm assuming because he's more of an entertainer than a pro player. Right. Like, how do yeah, you translate that to the true. floor of a convention? Like, yeah. that's yeah. not his bread and butter. His no, bread right. and butter is Twitch, where he makes his money. Because that's his full time job. You guys yeah. were you guys are already saying this week that he's starting to partner up with the guys that did really or the players that did really well in the in the Invitational, and he's the worst one on the team. But that's the point. There's a difference between live streaming for entertainment and playing a character and playing all that shit up versus trying to compete on a pro level, like. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if he tried to win. I, as opposed to just trying to get the most amount of kills, I don't know that he would necessarily be the worst player. But there, I'm saying he's bad. He's not bad. He can't be bad. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I just, <laughs> but I think it's very different jumping into, um, you know, all of these people who are invited to play, who are all top level professional yeah. athletes, versus him just jumping on random servers and playing with people. I mean, like. You just can't compare those two things. And and I don't expect him to ever do that because that's not how he makes his money. Right. He's not a pro player anymore. He used to be, but he's not anymore. It's just like the other guy who hey, was he, part of he, nine. Is he older than twenty five? Yeah. Okay, yeah. he's gonna be he's an entertainer. He's, enter- he's an entertainer now. Yeah, he's, well there was the other guy who left C nine. But you make a good point. Yeah. He like, left C nine and went on sabbatical and C nine did pretty well at the invitational. Um, but you know, that's, that's, it's just, if you're a streamer, you have to keep streaming. Like you have to keep your audience happy. You have to keep pumping out content and this is flying to Germany for a week and, and prepping and getting ready to play and, and being doing this every single night, you know, like that's, that's a whole different thing. So what we're saying is JB, you got worked. Yeah, I just don't. I don't think you should take any (laughs) thing about it. You know what? You worked yourself into a shoot, brother. Worked. I just think you know, there's this entertainer, and he's also got history with the developer. He's he has development experience. Like he has been part of several games doing level design and stuff. So he has some experience with this sort of stuff. So it's interesting to hear his perspective. That's, and that's yeah. It, yeah. That's what yeah, where's his game that's five months old that sold eight million copies. Yeah, yeah, you know, I mean I, I don't I don't think everything he says is true. I just think that his perspective is an interesting one. That's all. Yeah. And I don't think he's necessarily right. I just think that it's worth I just don't think it's good Sure. I just don't think you can separate yeah. out the character from the actual person's thoughts. If he wants sure. to take off the mustache and the wig and say, I think this game is broken and isn't going to last, that mustache I will real. listen to that. That would be legit. But him is in character saying, this game sucks. I don't like this game. I don't know why I play it. That's just him in character. Like That mm-hmm. doesn't have any weight with me. Yeah. So. Okay. All right. Okay. I want, real, I want to talk about well, what they can do to fix stuff. I, I'm just worried that JB doesn't know what a character is. Like... You know, the Undertaker's not real, right? (laughs) 
I, I love the Undertaker. I mean, he's, dude, all the fucking all the everything, Jake every snake. all the streamers Jake out there, the all snake yeah, was put in a room full of snakes, man. He likes that though. It's Ultimate Warrior that's scared of snakes. What the? What are you trying to say? Well, didn't the Jake Jake the Snake like that whole episode? Like that was the thing. Like that's how Jake the Snake died, right? They Cole's got rid gonna of him strangle now. you across the internet. I'm <laughs> just saying, don't, like, <laughs> yeah. And believe it or not, yeah. Never mind. Like all these streamers are characters. Like that's yep, their I, job, I and that, that yeah, you, that. you need to protect yourself out there. Don't get your feelings hurt by the uh, the scripts that they're reading. It's fine. Um. <laughs> okay. So there's this awesome article from VentureBeat that I never read VentureBeat. I'm not even sure how I found this article. Um, but it perfectly uh, solved the camera problem for me of how they should do this kind of game. And Justin, I think you're right in saying that there are some issues with trying to do a Battle Royale style game. Because when they drop, they're on an eight kilometer by eight kilometer map. It's a lot of ground to cover. It's exceptionally hard to get everything that's going on. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the time they're just bouncing around thinking they might get something and they didn't. And sometimes they left a shot that they shouldn't have to go see if something was possibly going to happen. And then it didn't. And then we missed what actually happened. So the way that they'll get instant replay cams and be able to cut back the things. It'll be fine. They need to film it like golf. That's that's the that's the the treatise of this article is film this game like golf because the way that golf does it here is comes Dr. Disrespect. He's uh, pulled out his sniper rifle and <laughs> not commentated on like golf. Film it like golf. So the way golf works, in case you've never watched golf, which I don't advise, because unless you're tired and you want to take a nap, it is like instant nap territory. But so the way this works is like, let's say you have somebody who's hitting a drive off of the third tee. So we'll show that. And while he was hitting that drive, somebody landed in a putt on the 17th green. I'm picturing the, so you, the crowd erupting in the distance. That's one of my Exactly. Things. Yeah, exactly. That does happen. So what they'll say, they'll, they'll watch the guy take his drive, see where it lands, and then they'll say, Get in the we're hole! Gonna, we're we're going to oh, go back to the 17th where so-and-so is making his birdie attempt and then go back. So this has already happened, but they're just showing the replay of it. Mm-hmm. Like, all they need to do is like, Okay, we were watching the shootout in Pachinki. Uh, now we're going to go back to Georgia Pole where this team got wiped out in the crates and then show that happening so that we get to see the moments that matter. Yeah. Because I don't need to see a guy looting. I don't need to see somebody popping meds on top of a roof. I don't need to see the map at inopportune dives. But how do I don't. You, but how do you feel about energy drinks? I mean, energy drinks are they're serious. They're, they're you really need to. You need to. I mean, you pop a Red Bull. You I, okay. watch that shit, right? That's yeah. Slow motion. You know, slow it down. I mean, this is music. so. This is a twenty-four minute conversation. <laughs> I zoned out of like seventeen minutes of it. I don't care. But I don't care what you're saying. You know what? <laughs> no, no. You're it. Fine. Fine. Never mind. I won't wrap it up in a, with. A, I won't wrap wrap it up in a positive way. I don't give a fucking shit. <laughs> None of this matters because it's an early access Wait, no, game, and we'll see it in a year when everything is. About. And, and this is this is not just about the Invitational. This is about the Open as well. This is about esports altogether. I Please, I didn't for talk the love the of open. God, stop doing floor interviews with players. No, stop they have, talking no. to them. Holy no. shit! Stop talking to These them. These nope. are not 
good. It's bullshit. I it disagree. is not it's bad it's every time. Not good interviews. They have not been practiced. It is not a thing that no. they should be doing. I and disagree with that statement. You know what? The guy that they, they, no, the they need wrong. He's asking They're, terrible questions. No, I'm saying they are terribly. They are terribly done. They need to keep doing them because if any of these players are going to ever stand out, they need a platform Just, to show their personality. Oh they all suck at Garrett, it. If they talk to Garrett G one more time and he's like, I'm going to put my winnings in a bank. Fuck you. You are not a, you are not interesting at all. Yeah. Like I at least don't disagree with that. Was good. Like but I the, like fu- the future of esports will hinge on these personalities breaking out. Like they're but until in, then, why are we doing this? Okay. So <laughs> in the open, in the open, they're so going to get it at some point. Can, no, in the Invitational, they kept coming to these videos that was like asking everybody these questions of like, where's your favorite place to drop? No, but that's meaningless. Nobody cares about that. In the open, they cut to Sunless Khan's Why You Suck at Rocket League video, and that was phenomenal. Please show us more about how you play the game that we are watching. Show me more about why I should drop in a certain place, why I should loot this building, why this gun is better than that gun. Do more of that. Bring us along. Stop assuming everybody knows how this game works Gosh. and do more of those videos. Yeah, that was the last thing I'll say that I was disappointed in in the uh, the Universal Open, the Rocket League tournament that was on NBC Sports, on an actual cable channel. Yep. They When it went live, I'll keep it. Don't let me. Hey, you guys went on for 25 minutes. I'm going to give you a 30 the, second thing here. The open is something worth talking about. But when they when they finally went live on NBC Sports, they did no sort of introduction for people that had never watched it. And it was really like they tried at one point during a match to explain what the, the turbo boosts were. But it was just like, no, you didn't you didn't cover your bases with um, with anyone that has never watched this. This looks, still looks like nonsense. And you presented it like nonsense. And that was disappointing. But that's that's all the stuff is in is the infancy. They are asking the players terrible questions. The players don't get any idea about trying to sell themselves or, or sell the sport. And uh, that stuff will evolve over the next few years. But And it is unbearable right now. But they need to keep doing it until they figure out the right format for each game. And somebody will figure it out. So, Nope. No, they won't figure it out? It's going to all crash and burn? These kids are not athletes. There's a difference. It's, it's true. You so, know what? You don't, you don't have to be an athlete to have personality. Guys, like athletes have, yes, you do. In college, <laughs> these guys, these sports people are, they, they uh, yeah, I know. Athletes. No, they, not, I don't, I don't want to have the athletes argument. That has nothing to do with giving a good interview. Like there are reasons but, why but it like, took me to 600 well. podcasts to have any sort of personality as a host. Like, no, day one, I brought it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get out of here. Um, <laughs> All right, I'm done talking about this. Um, I'm taking a look at new releases. We are doing really good on time, and really? that, was, that was good, though. That was good. Ryan, I appreciate your uh, impassioned discussion about it. So, um, all right. I actually didn't. I, I looking back at the re- releases from last week. I didn't f- find uh, too many discoveries, but just to kind of go over the stuff. I'm really enjoying Uncharted: The Lost Legacy. I'm a huge nice. Chloe, Chloe, Chloe Frazier fan, and uh, that game feels real good. Looks real good. Has a nice open world sequence towards the beginning that feels a little bit different than some other Uncharted stuff. Um, we talked about Madden NFL 18. Um, I'll talk about Quake Champions early access here in a bit. The Escape is two still 
is very curious to me just from its setup of just being a strategy game where you're breaking out of prison and other stuff happens. Um, and um, it seems to be getting good reviews. Did you hear anything about F1 2017, Brian, as yeah, far as reviews great. go? Okay. Yeah, reviews have come out 8.9, 88s. Like it's, All right. it's being heralded as the best racing sim for an individual league that's ever been out. So Holy shit. All right. Uh, Deck Games out on PS4. I can confirm that Jack and Daxter, the precursor leg- legacy, is in the PS4 store. Um, <laughs> not sure how well that game holds up because Jack 2 is re- where it's at. Uh, Robocraft, didn't hear anything more about that, um, but it's out of early access. Uh, Alpha Bear showed up on Steam. That was one of my discoveries. It was a mobile game I played a while back. Good puzzle game. Um, and then, for whatever reason, during QuakeCon... Uh, Bethesda has decided to make Brink free on the PC. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I saw remember, stories about that. I remember how old that game was. It Six years. Had a lot of, yeah. It had a lot of promise at one time. It's really leans heavily on its like parkourness as far as navigating the world, but kind of an objective based multiplayer shooter. But yeah, it just didn't didn't hit home. Maybe free is the right price for it. But it's not free to play. And like there isn't there are no like microtransactions and all that stuff built in. It's just it's just free to buy and there's DLC just for let it. it go. And yeah, so uh, what's coming out this week, Ryan? Absolver is coming out on PS4 and PC. Um, unfortunately, I've heard some negative reactions to that so far, so that's a bummer. bummer. It looked cool. Uh, it does look cool. Um, Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle is coming out. I have heard the opposite about the game. People are pretty stoked about it. Uh, Life is Strange Before the Storm is coming out on PS4, PC, and X-Bone is a prequel to Life is Strange. Uh, Resident Evil Revelations is coming out on PS4 and Xbone. Um, it's a re-release. And Cuphead, uh, the super old-timey animation platform shooter that apparently is brutally hard, is coming out on Xbone and coming to PC later next month. Uh, XCOM 2 War of the Chosen uh, DLC is coming out on PC. Uh, Rock of Ages 2, Bigger and Boulder. Boulder like the rock. Uh, <laughs> it's coming out on PC. Uh, Sorry, I really like those developers. I'm not sure that game's any good. Like but the rock. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Windjammers, which I have a special place in my heart for. I know Justin does too. Is coming out on PS4 and Vita. This was announced that, a long time back. That doesn't say PC, does it? It does not. Okay. Womp womp. Recore, the definitive edition, the game we've all been desperately wanting and needing, is coming out on Xbone, PC, and Game Pass. I won't, I won't shit on it on the game that we've been needing, but it's just they finally finished the game a year later. Like it's just, it's ridiculous. That is worth. Yes, I think it's only like twenty bucks though, too. But and I, but Game Pass is interesting. Yes, that's that's an interesting move for them. So I'll give them props for that. And then everybody's golf uh, coming out on PS4. It's, for, it's from the hot, hot, hot shots golf title for a game. It looks cool though. Yeah, like it, I caught my attention when I saw it a while back, so it looks cool. Yeah, if you liked any of the hot shots golf games on PlayStation, this is this is the console sequel or whatever to that. So, all right, game of the week time, JB. What's your game of the week? So. <sighs> You guys know. Uh-huh. No, no, I I am very competitive. It doesn't necessarily show right away, but uh, my wife's been playing Mario Run oh, a lot. Okay. <laughs> and so I bought it, and I'm beating her 
And it's great because I'm winning and she hates when I beat her. But I've been playing a lot of Mario Run. That's that's what I'm doing. What do you mean you're winning? Like in Toad Rally? Yeah, man. So, no, listen. I've got, uh, you know how you get the, uh, there's like three different sets of coins for each level. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've got more. And she started before I did. And Congratulations. Yeah, I know. It's a little thing. She's probably beating you. What's that? She's probably playing right now while he's podcasting. She's probably beating you right now. I know. I'm winning. No, I said you know who's probably beating you. Oh. Um, My seven-year-old daughter. Uh, She's freaking magic at that game. (laughs) I've got three levels to go on the greens, and I'm done. And there, dude, she's got she's got two kingdoms filled with everything you can possibly get in that game, and just destroys people on Toad Rally. I don't understand why. That's the game of all the games that I've tried to introduce that kid to. That's the one that she decided. It's a terrible game, and I play it all the time because I want to beat my wife. Well, we'll never never play it again after I finish it. My wife doesn't play video games with me. Yeah. Doesn't like losing. Uh, it's mine too. <laughs> right, Ryan, you seem to have selected the game of the week. Yeah, I kind of um, was struggling because, like I said, I watched a lot more than I played this past week. Um, but I dusted off this old mobile game that I played the crap out of when it first came out, and I've just been playing more because it's just so dumb but so fun. It's called Bowmasters. Um, it's basically like um, like a like like a tank battle style game where like you're you're dragging back to get your um your angle and your power just right so that you you're trying to hit people with whatever weapons you have and there's a ton of different characters in it which is kind of fun um so i play as this guy that's like a tron ripoff and he throws a cd rom disc at people and like when you throw it and you tap it'll split into two and you can do a bunch of damage so it's fun i like killing time with it Thanks. Um, I surprisingly got into the Quake Champions early access. Um, surprising, well, I, I'll say. No, in that, I guess it's not surprising. Anybody can get into it, but like I played a no, lot I'm, more I'm of it. I'm surprised that you personally, Justin Lacey, got into Quake Champions. You are? Yeah. All right. Talk about it. Talk about the GIF. Sorry, sorry. Talk about the Quake. The GIF? Sorry. What's the GIF? The Oh, the hell? <laughs> oh no, he's he's type he's typing and talking at the same time. So yeah, that, that's true. I got it. Uh no, like it was just like I said this weekend, I was just into super competitive short matches and um I was so bummed out that Lawbreakers didn't get its teeth sunk into me a couple weeks ago that I've been looking for an old school deathmatch fix and for all intents and, por- pur- and, and porpoises, and, and <laughs> all intents and purposes, uh, all Quake, intents and porpoises. I mean, Quake Champions feels familiar, and it's just fun to frag some dudes in that game. And um, I, I like the characters in it; they're identifiable. They're not; they don't have any like really unique char- like uh, abilities. Quake has characters. Yeah, Quake Champions does. Quake Three Arena really? also had characters, but they're not like oh, missed that. They're not so different like the characters in Lawbreakers or say Overwatch, where you have to learn relearn them when you play a different one. And it was just, I know, I know the basics of Quake. I, there was no learning curve other than maps and accepting the fact that I'm gonna get 
next to last place on most of most of my runs because there are some ridiculous quake players out there but uh yeah it was a nice palate cleanser in between rounds of other games and i i, I was doing my daily challenges for a couple days this weekend and unlocking stuff and um yeah just really having a lot of fun with it i think it just it it hit me i don't think it's a i can make a global recommendation and it's not anything really dramatically different than any quake game you've played before at least multiplayer but uh it felt good so happy with uh, where quake champions is headed for me yeah the reason i say i'm surprised about it is just because i know when we've played quake one and we've played rats in the past like you've just been frustrated with the the competition that me and Coop have brought to those games. And well, that- it's different. It's also different getting crushed by people I don't know in that game uh, okay. versus like feeling behind my friends, like okay, and just accepting that in the moment where I'm wanting to have. And when we were playing, I just want to have nostalgic fun, and it just wasn't fun. Versus, <laughs> I know what I'm stepping into, and I'm stepping into a a random online public matchmaking game of Quake. Like I know, I, I know where I fit everybody. in there. When it comes to playing those sorts of games, I hate everybody. <laughs> so do you feel like do you feel like you get to you get to get into enough battle? My worry with Quake Champions was that I was gonna spawn and be dead within like fifteen seconds every single time and I'm just doing that loop over and over and over again. I mean it, that happens. It gets in there, but then but when I get when I get some actual you know, I'll have maybe two a match, but two like real skillful kills, like I'll get a good railgun shot in and it that that stuff still just feels real good. So um, yeah, I can't play it for hours on end, but I'll, I'll jump in for two matches and then go play something else f- for a little while and then maybe come back to it later. So in small doses, it was, it was scratching that itch. And, um, but also I, there's a nice like team death match. I don't feel as much pressure in that. That's, that's a little bit more relaxing okay. than, than going solo. But um, yeah, it, uh, it, I mean, it runs free to play yet, right. Right, but it will be, yeah. So okay. I just I bought like the early access edition to get all the champions, so I don't have to worry about unlocking heroes and that kind of thing. But funny thing is, I'm only using one of them, and I might use an, a, like a second one, but I don't like any of the other characters. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, but it runs super well, and it is what you expect, and it's really good at what it does. So that's Quake Champions. So happy, happy with more Quake in my life. So cool. That's gonna do it. Uh, unless you guys have any more competitive games to talk about, maybe we can uh, hang out. No. Uh, JB, Fuck. thanks for jumping on, man. It was fun. Thanks for putting up with us. Always, always happy to join in and mess with your guys' routine. Uh, Ryan, always a pleasure. Yep. Um, everybody in tw- chat on Twitch, it was a fun night. Uh, thanks for hanging out. Uh, catch up. Uh, again, support the show on iTunes and SoundCloud. And the Night Force Action Report will be back again next week. Thanks, everybody. Mm-hmm.